0: Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I am Miguel.
1: And I'm Christina. And today, we're doing something a little bit different. So this episode is going to be called Miguel's Pick.
0: Yes.
1: Which is someone that he likes a little bit more than I do.
0: (laughs) We both like them, but one of us likes them a a little little bit bit more.
1: more. (laughs) Yeah. So who's Miguel's
0: Pick? So the first person that I'm going to choose a rapper who has almost a 30-year career now and he's been making hits with a group. He's been making hits solo. He's been making hits as a feature on other people's songs. We're talking about Busta Rhymes. Busta bus Busta Bus, bus, or bus. <laughs> We're talking about skinny Busta Rhymes. We're talking about big Busta Rhymes and all in between. So you ready to get into it? Yep. All right, let's do it. Okay, so first thing I'm going to ask uh-huh. is how much of Buster Ryan's music are you familiar with? Are you familiar with like more current stuff or is it the earlier stuff with leaders of the new school or somewhere in between? I'm most
1: familiar with the late 90s stuff because that's when I was more immersed in music in general. Right, But I did know of him in leaders of new school. So I knew some of the songs already before preparing right. for this episode. But their first album was 1990, which was when I was still listening to like Top 40. I was like right. 10 or 11 at the time, right? So by the time I started listening to hip hop, the leaders of New School, which we'll get into, were on their way off. Yeah, so, so it
0: was done by that point.
1: So I was familiar, but I definitely didn't know
0: them that well. Right. So he was a member of a group called Leaders of the New School. They used to run in the same circles as Tribe Called Quest and those of that ilk as well. And he was always the standout, even if some of the other members didn't seem to think so. It was obvious from the first time you saw him, like, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know it's a group, but there's something about that guy. And he always had that, even from the very beginning. And that's pretty much what led to all of their issues from day one, basically. I mm-hmm. I knew about their breakup because they broke up on MTV, basically. Yes. <laughs> on an episode of your MTV but Live. A live episode. <laughs> I was reading or actually watching one of his interviews with some radio station, and he was talking about how they broke up before they even had a first album. Oh, So that was something that I learned this week and I wasn't aware of before. So
1: how did they break up before the first album but still proceeded to make two albums
0: so according to him they were just doing these random showcases around new york just as young rappers do trying to get on and dante ross was working in electro records i believe and he saw him at a showcase and was like look i'm renegotiating my deal so once i get that straightened out i'm gonna sign you guys so Buster said months go by they haven't heard from him as young men were doing in the 90s, he decided to leave New York and go down to Virginia and sell a little drugs. Allegedly a complex occupation. He had a complex occupation. <laughs> so I'm saying allegedly in air quotes. And while he was gone, they were still trying to get the deal with Tommy boy without him. But apparently Dante was like, nah, I want all y'all. If he's not in it. None of y'all getting this deal. So basically, even though they had been negotiating behind his back, recording songs without him, they had to let him back in the group in order for them to get the deal. Okay, He was saying their first official breakup happened because they were going to some Greek fest during Memorial Day weekend or mm-hmm. some some sort of holiday. And he's the only one who had a car. <laughs> so they wanted him to come pick them up. They go down to the beach party. what, And he's like, well, if I'm paying for the rental car, if I pick up a girl, I'm not going to have her riding around with (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So... He found some chick, didn't go pick them up, so they kicked him out of the group.
1: So he's basically play in house party where he's like, "I'm gonna pick up the girls instead of <laughs> yes, drive my friends around." <laughs> yes,
0: but the difference is they weren't really friends at the time; they were more business associates right. than friends. Okay. unlike play, but play is the worst friend in movie or TV history. <laughs>
1: we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, we'll talk about that
0: later. <laughs> so all of this is happening before they even record the first album. So they start recording on their own. He starts recording on his own, and in order to get the deal, they just came back together. So it was fraught
1: from the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> but they did manage to get two albums mm-hmm. out of it. The first album, A Future Without a Past. And second album, T-I-M-E, The Inner Mind's Eye. The first album had just some silly teenage, we're in the 90s type songs. They sound very 1989, 1990. Case of the PTA, Sob Story. Feminine fat.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. So
0: it's very set in that time frame. Yeah,
1: like they sound like... A bunch of kids. Yeah,
0: and that's literally what they were. They
1: were what, like 17, 18? Something like that. You know, a lot of times uh, we forget how young some of these notable artists were when they came right. out, like Nas and Tupac. They were very um, mobby. Literally teenagers. Yeah, but these guys, they sound like teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like, what, they were only 18? It's like, yeah. nah, they sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of goofy teenagers acting up at school.
0: Yeah. And that's basically what the album was based on. Here's some kids hanging out at school, after school, before school, and let's do an album about it.
1: Yeah. So I knew a few of these songs, Case of the PTA, Sob Story, and I think that's it.
0: Yeah, those were the two two biggest off of the album.
1: I don't know if it's just because this album might have just been too old for me to appreciate. Like if I wasn't there at the time, it doesn't sound good to me now.
0: And- I was there yeah. and just listening to it this past week. It doesn't hold up. Okay. So, <laughs> I was just like, so it's not just you.
1: Okay. Because we talked about the melodic misogyny in the outcast episode. And again, as a woman listening to hip hop, yada, 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 you kind of have to get used to certain things. But man, trains, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> when he's like, a bitch said hi, and we yelled train. <laughs> and the whole song <laughs> is just basically about them running trains on girls yeah and i was just like "Ew."
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's not the most pleasant song in the world no
1: it's not all. and i don't even know if i could call this melodic misogyny it's just
0: i oh, know it's just misogyny
1: it's misogyny and ish. <laughs> <laughs> you know i get it it's a different time they were young but it's wild to think about the things that were just so normal yeah or that, like you don't, that song
0: did not get any pushback yeah like <laughs> at all
1: you look back you're like
0: wow <laughs> really <laughs> Like, damn, we were letting that fly
1: the feminine fat, <laughs> <laughs> even though he's saying they were saying they like it, it just doesn't sound it doesn't nice, but it reminds me of when Humpty in his what was the song the Humpty went, yeah ayo, hey, fat girl yeah, <laughs> I called you fat <laughs> and even though he's saying he likes it, it's just like, wow, that's rude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is, but.
1: Yeah, so definitely this album, as you were already saying, it didn't hold up. So for me, listening to this as an adult, I'm just like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there were some songs that, you know, I did kind of enjoy in terms of just, it sounded fun. But it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to listen to again.
0: I think this week was the first time I'd listened to it Mm -hmm. since probably 1993. Yeah. Like when their second album came out, that was probably the last time I listened to the first album.
1: Yeah. So you had given me cliff notes to kind of highlight what I should listen to and yeah. stuff. So Sound of the z Chris was one of the ones you recommended, which I'm sure you did because they had the Blind Alley sample by yeah. the Emotions, which is something that's popularly used in hip hop. So of course, just hearing the sample, is like, okay, I can get with this because this is like a familiar sound. Right. But the funny thing is, I think it's Charlie Brown who keeps doing the ah, Yeah. Right. And so every time I hear that, I just think of that meme. I love my wife. Oh, yeah. Chance the <laughs> Rapper. Chance Ah. So like every time I hear Charlie Brown say that, I just think of, I love my wife. Ah." (laughs) So if you've never heard this before, some random YouTuber, I believe he's a gamer.
0: I don't even remember what he does. Because I remember
1: I looked him up. It's something that has nothing to do with music or anything. And he had nothing on his channel for a long time. Then just popped up out of nowhere and made this little like meme video. (laughs) Of Chancellor Rapper going, I love my wife. Ah, and then
0: just. <laughs> <left>. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who this guy is. I had never heard of him before. And every time that video would pop up or an audio clip somewhere, it would just kill me.
1: Yeah. And so now every time I hear Charlie Brown and he does it all the time. Yeah, that's, that's like, kind of his I thing. Can yeah, that's all I can hear is this this meme instead
0: (laughs) yeah because this was at a time when rappers would do things to kind of stand out and that was his thing for whatever reason (laughs) like i'm gonna be rapping "Ah, yeah ah," yeah like
1: someone just stepped on your toe
0: yeah or you saw a a mouse or something it was ridiculous the second album it's better than the first it has a couple songs on it that sound a lot better and they do hold up but not many i'd say two at the most the inner mind's eye and maybe what's next
1: i don't remember what the song what's next sounds like off the top of my head right now but in my notes i put i can see why you'd think i like this (laughs) but
0: i don't know why i wrote that (laughs) i don't know why either but but yeah
1: by 1993 i was pretty much like immersed into hip hop, so this album sounds like something i would have listened to at that time but i don't know for whatever reason i just didn't so i actually don't know any of the songs on this album but it Sounds like 1993.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't really get much push either because mm-hmm. they had broken up pretty much as soon as it came out. And I think What's Next may have been the first single and then classic material maybe. And then that was it. It was done. There was one
1: song I was listening to that wasn't in your cliff notes, but I just kind of skimmed through most of the songs anyways. Is called Syntax Era. And I was okay. just about to skip to the next song when I heard they used the Who Can I Run To sample. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just literally like three notes, that. and I was like, "Hey." <laughs> like right when I was about to skip I was like wait a minute I know the sample let me let me give this song a little bit more of a chance just to see what they do with it <laughs> it's so funny when you think about how samples are used cuz you know a lot of people who don't really understand sampling in hip hop are like oh they just reuse music but like they literally use three notes yeah and it's just interesting to think about when a person's putting these beats together when they hear other songs what they decide
0: you have to have a particular yeah. type of mind yeah to say I'm going to take this part Mm -hmm. and do this with it because to me it makes no sense like the final product I get it but for me to sit and listen to like a James Brown record and say I'm going to use that two seconds mm-hmm. and create an entire song out of it. It yeah. makes no sense to me.
1: I'm going to take two seconds from here, one second from there, slow it down. Yeah, like it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see how that's done.
0: Take a vocal sample yeah. of Whitney Houston, play it backwards, yeah. put a filter on it, yeah. and then there's yeah. your beats.
1: Pretty interesting. There's a Twitter account that I can't remember off the top of my head, but maybe we'll post it later. But they, I think it's
0: songs and samples. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. If you're into this, you should check out that Twitter account because they. They actually show you how the samples are changed to songs that you know and love yeah so i probably not probably i won't ever listen to this album again <laughs> but I, I didn't mind it it's didn't not think you would yeah the first one i was like no <laughs> the second one i'm like okay maybe if i had listened to it at that time yeah i would have some kind of at least nostalgia right <laughs> attached to it but it Sounds like something I would have listened to, but it didn't. So I probably won't again. <laughs>
0: I really don't have any nostalgia tied to either of these albums because, like I said, they don't really hold up. And the biggest thing that they were known for as a group is being on Scenario.
1: Mm, yeah. And I think that's probably how I knew them. And yeah. honest, I really just knew Busta
0: Rhymes. Of course, because you hear him is like, that's the star. Like,
1: I knew he was part of a group, but I didn't know any of their names until I started preparing for this.
0: He was the standout from day one.
1: And the funny thing is when he was on uh, Mary J. Blige's interlude for What's the One," he was like the LONS family tree. I've heard him say that so many times, but I didn't even, I was like, oh, LONS, leaders of the new school. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't click until you gave me the notes and you put LONS breakup on MTV. I was like, lawns? What's that? And I like Oh, and then the fact that I read it as Lions first two <laughs> made it even more confusing. How many times have I heard him on that interlude and just didn't even think about right what he meant when he said the L O
0: Speaking of L O N S, they were discovered by Chuck D, essentially. And he named all the members, and Buster Rhymes is named after an NFL player, Buster Rhymes. They just changed and put an A on the end instead of Buster because Chuck D said that. Buster raps the way that he played football <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they got their names and also they had to compete for this name so it was two groups that Chuck was working with them and a group of white kids who we now know as young black teenagers <laughs>
1: <laughs> did they get pushback for calling themselves young black not teenagers?
0: really yeah. and I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with this yeah but because they had to battle for the name, Chuck had two groups, two names. and it was like, mm. you guys are going to battle it. Whoever wins gets to choose the names. And then the other group gets what's left. Okay. They wanted leaders of the new school. <laughs> they won.
1: Okay. So now we know why these white kids are called young black, young black teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> Another group that I, I'm i familiar with them, but I don't know any of their music. I
0: couldn't tell you one song from them. Okay. Uh, but we mentioned that they ended up breaking up on an episode of Yo! MTV. Raps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, Charlie Brown didn't like the attention that Buster was getting, and he started to put up a, a little bit of a stink. (laughs) <laughs> and he basically just stopped showing up to gigs.
1: Who is the host? Fab Five Freddy. Yeah. Asked him, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I know my capabilities. I know what I'm going to do in life. I'm like, what kind of response is that? Like, to this what does that
0: have to do with what I just asked you? He's like, yeah. we're literally just starting an interview. And he's like, hey, I, I know what I'm worth. It's like, yeah. All right.
1: Like, that's like when you ask someone, what's up? And they launch into all of their woes. And it's like, that's right. not the answer to this <laughs> like, question. I just wanted
0: you to say, nothing much. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling. Exactly. <laughs> so they quote unquote break up then and he says he went to LA to film higher learning and he gets a call from the label and they're like, Well, we're not giving y'all a budget for a third album, but we're giving you a budget for a solo album. Okay. Some time passes, he gets another call from the label. The other three guys are in the office and basically they're beefing. Like how can you leave the group and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I didn't leave the group. They told me I was going solo. So I'm going solo. Tough luck for y'all. And they were just upset over it. And yeah, he was done. He's now Buster Rhymes solo artist. Were they friends
1: before this?
0: They were friendly, but it's not like they grew up together. Okay. He was saying that he didn't even want to go solo because in his mind, I'm going to come in here, give you 16 bars and I'm out. That's it but doing a solo album he's like, now you want me to write three verses and come up with hooks. do that 14 or 15 times. It's like, I don't want that kind of responsibility. like I just want to come in and give you a verse and I'm out And he said, that's why it took him three years to actually come out with a solo album mm. because he's
1: not used to doing that much writing. He's
0: not used <laughs> to doing that much writing. and if he can get paid for just doing these guest verses, he said he was charging like 7500 to ten thousand for each one. I'm going to do three years of of guest verses. (laughs) Yeah. And he said that anybody who called, I'm there. You want me to come through and do a hook? I'm there. I I made a list of the random features that he did. De La Soul. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. KRS-One. Okay. Tribe Call Quest. Definitely. He's on the TLC Crazy Sexy Cool album. He's got an interlude on that. He's on an SWV remix. You're the one. The Boyz II Men vibing remix. Oh, I don't remember that. that. He's on an Adina Howard remix. I don't he remember was that either. all over the place. He got a song with James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the leaders of the new school are on it, but him too. Yeah. So this is the kind of stuff that he was doing mm-hmm. for three years just to make some money because he was dreading doing a solo album. And lo and behold, he's had a 25 plus year career.
1: Right. After he released the first one, he was just putting them out there i guess he, oh yeah i guess he found his flow after the first one
0: yeah once 96 hit he's been off and running ever since and with that said let's get into the solo album
1: All right, The Coming
0: 1996. So, if you have listened to Buster Rhymes solo career, basically every single album he had these outlandish Y2K predictions on every single album. There's only five years left. The world's coming to an end, blah, blah, blah next album there's only two years left it's gonna be anarchy everything's gonna be ah. <laughs> by the time year 2000 actually rolled around he stopped saying it yeah and actually made no mention of the world not ending <laughs> it's like you just spent six years telling us that the world is coming to an end and now that it didn't happen it's like all right
1: yeah i was keeping notes of what he was saying in these intros and i'm like Okay, what's coming? What is he talking about? Like, he just keeps saying like a major disaster. There's only two years left. Yeah. And he was also like saying whack MCs are gonna cease to exist in this and that. So I was like, Is he the disaster that he's <laughs> going to rid the world of whack MCs? Like, are you
0: gonna just become greater than you are in the year two yeah. thousand? What's and going on here?
1: We'll go back to the albums. I'm just skipping ahead for a second, but in the ninety eight album, the extinction level event. And he's like, There's only one year left. So this is nineteen ninety eight, so we're getting close to two thousand. So I was like, Is he talking about Y two K?
0: So sure I was
1: <laughs> confused. I'm like, Because for those of us of a certain age, the year turning two thousand slash Y two K was a real fear for yes. a lot of people because there was this idea that the computer systems that run our banks and pretty much everything. Everything. With glitch because it didn't know what to do with the year zero zero because yes. a lot of times instead of the full year being entered into whatever databases you would just get the last two years like 98, 97, blah blah blah. So the fear was once we hit 2000, the computers won't be able to tell whether and it's 1900 or yeah, 2000. And little sidebar, I had a friend who was working at Canadian Tire at the time and if you don't know what Canadian Tire is, it's just like a home and hardware store. She was telling me how people were literally stocking up on supplies like before the new year supplies that you would have in a bunker type thing like there were people who were literally setting up (laughs) (laughs) burying beans in the backyard (laughs) like that am i the asshole we were reading but yeah like there were people literally setting up bunkers and buying supplies and stuff and then 2000 hit and nothing Nothing happened happened. i think i had a mild concern because everyone else was like ah, but i wasn't buying water or beans and stuff though
0: (laughs) I had zero worries. I was not concerned. I think it
1: was more least. of like, hmm, maybe there might be something to this. No, not me. <laughs> I was still living in BC at the time, and there was a Seattle radio station I used to listen to. They played Prince's 1999 all day <laughs> and all night.
0: <laughs> I actually watched his 1999 concert that yeah. day, which was filmed like in November. I found out last year. Yeah. <laughs> he filmed it in November of 1999 for New Year's Eve. It wasn't even live. <laughs> He was probably in a bunker somewhere.
1: (laughs) Back to the coming. So in the intro, he's like, there's only four years left. But in the third song, Everything Remains Raw, he says there's only five years left. There's
0: five years left. Like, you recorded that one too early. (laughs) And that's actually my favorite song on the album. It's either that or the one with Shanae, It's a Party. Yeah. But... I'm going to lean with Everything Remains Raw just because of the bass in it. Yeah. I love that song. And it's a solid album, too.
1: I mean, technically, it's a debut album because it's his first solo album. He's not new to the game. Not at all. But it's a pretty solid first album. I'm sure you can guess which one is my favorite song.
0: It's a party. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) uh, of course. (laughs) Sean
1: And I always noticed him talking about your feminine fat. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. But now
0: you know what he's talking about.
1: Now I know.
0: But it, it's a pretty solid album. Most people know it for Woo Ha, which was the first single. And when you think Buster Rhymes, that's the type of music you yeah. think of.
1: And especially because he's always so animated, too, yeah. that that's just what you associated him with all the time. Cause even in um, the movie, higher learning the part where he's screaming, like that's what you remember him. (laughs) Right. right?
0: Well, he was saying that when he was doing all of the features Mm -hmm. before his album came out, that's all people wanted him to do. And he wanted to show that he was more than that. Yeah. And the example he gave was a song he did on big daddy Kane's album. I can't think of the name of it right now, but he said he went into the booth and he did it. And Kane was like, where's the woo? <laughs> shit or the the rah-rah yeah. that's what I want yeah. he's like well I'm just trying to give y'all a little something different mm, so if you listen to the song at the very end that's when he goes rawr, rawr, <laughs> because that's what he wanted <laughs> so the the entire verse is just low calm busting and out of nowhere rawr, rawr, at the very end <laughs> he's like that's what people wanted from him
1: That's interesting you say that because while I was going through his many albums, I was trying to figure out what was it that was keeping me from being a bigger fan. Because it's not that I don't like him. I just never liked him enough to like actually sit down and listen to a whole album. Unlike Missy, where I was actually shocked that I never did it because in my mind, I was like, I'm a Missy fan. Whereas I already know I don't own any Buster Rhymes albums. But for me... I don't like it when he's at 11. I actually <laughs> like him better when he's around 8, 9. Yeah. And so I think it was just too much. And I think that it was makes sense. what kept me from taking that extra step of being a full-on fan. This woo-ha screaming in my ears
0: just too much. <laughs> Which is why I kind of put this list together yeah. <laughs> to kind of give you those and other things yeah. as well.
1: It's a party, for example. That's the level I like him at. Like I do like it when he's animated. And I think sometimes it does make sense when he goes to 11. Yeah. Especially more when it's a feature or songs with a lot of people and not like whole something. yeah then it's just like okay calm
0: down (laughs) it's like I can't do this for four minutes
1: yeah so that is pretty much the reason which is funny because now you're saying that's what people wanted him to be whereas I like the (laughs) the calmer buster
0: right it makes sense though that that would be the reason that you didn't want to listen to him because he is a lot (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I can't can't just be screaming in my ear all the time
0: (laughs) yeah like it works for scenario yeah but people forget that he also did sob story before that where he wasn't screaming and yelling on that so <laughs> let the man do both but that's what was bringing the money in so he was like all right this is what y'all want this is what you're gonna get
1: he has a song on this album the flip mode squad meets deaf squad yes and i think between hearing this song and us talking about keith murray in uh, mary j's album where he does the interlude i've always liked keith murray but i think hearing him pop up with other stuff that we've been listening to i'm like you know what i think i need to listen to more keith murray <laughs>
0: The problem is a lot of his stuff isn't on streaming services.
1: Mm,
0: okay, because he's why. another
1: one of those artists that I should like, but for right. some reason I just never listened to him very much. I know his big singles, right. I know some stuff from Def Squad, but I never listened to an a full album. It's kind of like our six degrees. It's like oh, yeah. he's kind of a part of stuff that i listen to he's always around and whenever i hear him i like him
0: yeah it's hard to find this stuff on streaming services Hmm. for whatever reason i don't know what it is even the things that are there it's not full albums yeah four or five songs will be grayed out that you can't even listen to youtube is probably your best bet
1: okay i will do that later (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just listening to this album the songs that i already knew i liked so i didn't really rediscover anything new but it was was pretty good Overall, yeah. though.
0: all right let's move on to when disaster strikes which came out the following year
1: mm-hmm. so for someone who took three years to make one album to churn out another one <laughs> a year later is oh yeah pretty impressive. He, was, he was coming he's like all right i've caught my stride
0: <laughs> let's keep it going every single year
1: so now we're only two and a half years yes <laughs> only two years left a major disaster will be striking all levels of existence
0: <laughs> The big ones from this album is Dangerous and Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. And kind of like Missy in the sense that they're very animated, but it was the videos as well, which really propelled him. The videos were just out there sometimes. Like he would be remaking Coming to America. Next video, he's just bouncing around with a yeah. big floppy hat wearing a red and yellow suit
1: just listening to his albums and watching some of the videos I feel like a comparable like I kept going back to Missy yeah you know when we talk about the versus battles who should battle against who and who It
0: has to be those yeah like two.
1: Missy and Buster Rhymes would be I think a good matchup
0: which is why when people bring it up and they say who should Missy battle and people don't even acknowledge that Buster Rhymes is the opposite side of that coin yeah baffles me
1: because like who else would You can't fit compare Missy because they're her trying, to anyone else yeah, they're trying other to, than him? I think most people wanna match her up with another woman.
0: Yeah, which doesn't but make like, any sense. Like
1: Missy with Foxy Brown or Missy with Little like Kin. Like those just, don't make sense. Yeah. You could just because they're women rappers that came in around the same time, but if you wanna match up like more I guess, style or whatever. It it makes more sense. Yeah, it has to be those two. Although, uh, you know, I would pick Missy.
0: (laughs) I would flip a coin. Maybe it'll happen. depends on who goes last. Well, I will say this. Uh Live performances, Buster would win.
1: You think so?
0: Just based on stage presence. Mm. Like his live, there's very few people who does it like him. Well. But if we're talking videos, uh they're 1A, 1B. But a live show, he's hard to beat.
1: I don't know how he performs live. I don't think I've ever seen anything that I can of. One of think my of.
0: biggest regrets is not seeing him live, but him and Spliff put on a great show.
1: Spliff, is he basically just his number one hype man? That's it. Okay, because that's his like, job. does he have any albums or music by himself?
0: No, he raps on a couple songs, yeah. but he's a hype man.
1: And they're often wearing matching outfits.
0: They well. do. <laughs> 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 they hey, do. Hey, you know
1: what? Sometimes it makes sense to know your role.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he plays it.
1: If he's happy and it works and compliments Buster Rhymes because I it's noticed giving that. giving him a career. And then it got me thinking like, wait a minute, I don't think I've ever seen him outside of doing stuff with Buster nope, Rhymes.
0: Because he doesn't. So. He knows his role. Mm-hmm. He's been successful at it mm-hmm. and he's just going to keep doing it.
1: I'm sure the check's clear just the same. <laughs> they do. They're probably not as big but I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's <laughs> being taken care
0: of especially since he's been been there since the beginning yeah
1: another thing i was reminded of listening to this was how much i love rod Digga. Yes Who is part of His new crew The Flip Mode Squad Yeah I think I need to Re-listen to her Dirty Harriet album because <laughs> I really enjoy her <laughs>
0: I haven't listened to her In a while I was listening to something The other day And she popped up on it I was like Oh I forgot about this
1: Yeah cause she was in We Could Take It Outside On this album Yeah And I love it <laughs> What I was saying before Because I think Cause I'm such a Non-confrontational person I really <laughs> appreciate it When there's a woman Who's like We could take it outside Cause I'm like That's what I want to be like
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you'll just stand behind her
1: and be like you like, could do it
0: here's a bottle Beat hit, her.
1: Her ass. <laughs>
0: hit her with this bottle i'll
1: hold her earrings for her
0: <laughs> so i forgot to ask you mm-hmm. well actually you said it yourself what your favorite song was on the coming what about this album
1: this album actually you put your hands where my eyes can see is my favorite song. I really, really like this song. And it might even be my favorite Buster Rhymes song. Okay. I don't know how to describe it. There's a certain kind of beat that I think he sounds really good on. Uh, the majority of the songs that I really like for him has this same pattern. So it's kind of like there's a pause. It'll be like, dun, 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 pause, doon, pause like that kind of i don't know how to describe it but i think that really goes with his rhyme style where he's just really fast pause really fast pause and this is a good example of what i'm poorly describing here (laughs) (laughs) just listen to this song
0: (laughs) i get what you're saying though for me i like dangerous that's my favorite one on this album and i found out Not too long ago, maybe a year or two ago, that they're sampling a pill commercial from New York City where they're like, if you have old pills in your cabinet, you need to dispose of them safely. (laughs) and not just dump them into the toilet because it's going to end up in the ocean and fish are going to eat them. A little PSA. Yeah, it was a PSA. And it's just, (laughs) pills like us are dangerous. We're dangerous. (laughs) This is serious. And I was like, wait a minute. He built a whole song around this comical PSA for kids. That made the song even better for yeah. me now that I know where it came from.
1: Yeah, I like that one too. And that one also has that same beat pattern that I was yeah. trying to explain. That was a close second. Another one that I liked, which is not on the album. In your notes, you told me to listen to Turn It Up, but also the remix Fire It Up. Yeah, which with is the not Knight the Rider
0: yeah, like, theme song.
1: Wow, he really made this Knight Rider sample <laughs> work here. Although the album version, Turn It Up, I'm a sucker for a sample, so he uses the Love and Happiness sample. Uh, It's not my favorite song, but, you know, a good sample will keep me around. But I definitely like the the Fire It Up version with the Knight Rider sample there. Yeah,
0: I figured you would have to hear that one, too, just to to get both. Uh, Next album is Extinction Level Event. Which is still telling us that, you know, Y2K is going to be fucked up. Yeah.
1: Actually, the outro in the previous album, he said, stay tuned for the next flip mode explosion. So <laughs> is it Y2K or is it just him?
0: <laughs> He's the cause of Y2K.
1: There we go. All right. So extinction level event. the yes. Final World Front. 1998.
0: And just like the other albums, mm-hmm. this one has three or four songs that everybody just knows and loves. Right. My favorite on this one is the party going on over here.
1: Me too. Yay,
0: high Yay. five across the room. <laughs> Although I do like Everybody Rise as well. Okay. And just the silliness of a song being called Extinction Level Event, but you have little kids singing on yeah. La La. La, 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 la. So that, that's funny to me as mm-hmm. well. But Party Going On Over Here is my favorite.
1: You probably thought I would like what's going to be because Janet Jackson is on it. I did. Which I do like, but I like Party Going On Over Here better.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the song with Janet, really.
1: I think I more like it just because of Janet. Yeah. More so than the song itself. I don't like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> this album, he has some Swiss beats on it and... I feel like Swiss Beats' beats (laughs) are ripe for aggressive chants. (laughs) Because he's like, dare the roof off, dare the roof off. And then I'm thinking about. How often there is aggressive chanting over Swiss they beats?
0: They are. <laughs> but all of the stuff that Swiss beats was doing around this time and a little bit before, I cannot stand.
1: It is very, you know how we had ringtones before that used like yeah. a MIDI? How do you pronounce
0: that? MIDI. But a, a lot of his like stuff. Ding, 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 ding. Like he used a lot of the presets on the keyboard and didn't really change them much. Yeah. But for some reason, people loved it. I wasn't one of those people. And that's one of the reasons that I really don't like DMX. Didn't get into DMX.
1: I like them sometimes. There are some where it's just like, no, but there are some that I don't know why I like them, but I do.
0: The stuff he's done in the past couple years. It's like, okay, I can get with this. But that early Rough Rider stuff that he was doing. It just did absolutely nothing for me.
1: I think it's like 50-50 for me. Because I couldn't stand it.
0: <laughs> there is a video that I posted on our Instagram a while back, and it's a guy just hammering on a keyboard.
1: The Money Cash Show? Yes,
0: you don't see, even that I
1: like <laughs> you don't
0: even need to hear the video to know what this you know guy what is playing. because
1: you just see him <laughs> sliding, sliding his hand keys. across the keyboard.
0: <laughs> and, and you're like,
1: yeah, money cash host.
0: And that's what I did not like about Swiss Beats. And <laughs> I really didn't like the song on this album.
1: Yeah, that beat I liked. But the ones on this album, I was like, no, <laughs> that's
0: a, it's a little too
1: Casio presets. <laughs> But I mean, it worked for him, it and did. I know it's also partly Alicia Keys' money. But we've seen their house, <laughs> and Liz Beats' beats have worked out for him. They quite They certainly well. have,
0: <laughs> and just to go along with that there's a video of him at some sort of beat battle I don't know if it was the first verses that him and Timberland did but he's doing some sort of horrible beat at this beat battle the first time I saw the video I could see Buster Rhymes just kind of grooving along with him <laughs> but then somebody was like you know what Buster Rhymes is a good friend because he's trying to get Swiss beats off the stage without embarrassing him <laughs> so I watched it again and you can see Buster like this ain't really it so <laughs> let me get my man up out of here and he's trying to nudge him away from it but swiss beats kind of pushes him off and you can oh, see Unbust's face like i tried <laughs> <laughs> like no one likes this but he does you gotta support
1: your friend yes
0: so he's a supportive friend if nothing else you <laughs> tried to get him out of there without embarrassing him but
1: i need to look up the video.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I think great. you
1: mentioned it to me before but i don't think i watched the video it's great <laughs> He has a song with Mystical on this album too. It's a lot. See, that's one of those together like that that
0: you say. You know what? We really don't need to be this high right
1: now. No, and like you need someone to balance it, not (laughs) add to it. Because Mystical is just here I go. He's just as as eleven. It's like some.
0: Cocaine and heroin going yeah. on. We don't need that.
1: I mean the song's is called Is They Wallin' With Us, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it but does, it's but a lot to have the two of them together. It's
0: not a song that the world needs. No.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple songs that I like in here, but I like the first two better.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I like the video for Give Me Some More. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody's got the big giant eyes in it. <laughs> So the next one was Anarchy, which came out in the year 2000.
1: So there's no years left. Yeah.
0: Here we are doing an album, even though the world's not supposed to be here anymore. And I'm not going to mention that my predictions were wrong for the past four years.
1: The world didn't end. But in his intro, he's just using news snippets about all the shitty things that are happening yeah. in the world. <laughs> so maybe he's like, OK, the world didn't like end, but we're kind of living in anarchy right. slash hell. <laughs> because <laughs> the news snippets is like the Columbine shooting kosovo rwanda the Amadou diallo shooting so he was just like yeah the world is shit (laughs) we're living in anarchy and let's listen to some songs (laughs) yes
0: and the themes on all the albums at least with the titles Mm -hmm. are very dark so it's not like here's bus rhymes new album we're going to the park (laughs) it's extinction level event followed by anarchy
1: which is funny because his music isn't really dark no it isn't so it's just the intros and the outros and the album titles But the songs themselves are not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because the first single from this album is Get Out.
1: Yeah, with the little kids singing. Right.
0: (laughs) Get out of here. So yeah, that's on an album called Anarchy. (laughs) But that's probably my favorite song on this album. Yeah, same. Either that or The Heist Hmm. with uh, Raekwon and Ghostface. I figured you would like that because Wu-Tang.
1: Well... Yes and no. Uh, I actually like Get Out better. But okay. even though I like Wu-Tang as a whole, I actually didn't listen to much Raekwon and Ghost Ghost Ghostface solo stuff.
0: It's the opposite for me. I'm not a fan of Wu-Tang as a collective, mm-hmm. but I like Raekwon, Ghostface, and Method Man individually. Can't do and Inspector Deck. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That's a bit too much for me.
1: What about you, God?
0: Definitely not.
1: <laughs> what about Capadonna? Nope. Yeah, in terms of solo, definitely Method Man. And I did listen to some Ghostface and Raekwon, but not, I kind of listened to them the same way I listened to Buster Rhyme. Right, Some songs here and there, mostly features and their hits and yeah. more well-known stuff. I do have the first Jiza album, Liquid Source. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I had that one. And then I got into Sons of Man, which you always make fun of me. I sure do. For- but you know what? Let's go back to you. let's go back to Buster Runs.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Anarchy album. I I really didn't like it too much. Just get out in the heist.
1: Yeah, I put little thumbs up emojis next to the songs that I like, okay. so there are less thumbs up in my list. Yeah, this one
0: didn't really do much for me, but Genesis is where it kind of came back yeah. around for me. That came out the following year, and I got a whole list of songs on this album. <laughs> got like Genesis. You got what you want, Passa a Cavassier, parts one and two. But of course, my favorite song has gotta be the one produced by Andre Young, Dr. Dre. They're riding around on tractors and he's headbutting rams. <laughs> yes. I have in
1: my notes headbutting a ram in the video question mark.
0: <laughs> for no reason at all.
1: And I also have no matter how weird the video gets, there's always room for naked girls. Of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a farm riding tractors, and there's chicks in bikinis.
1: Yeah, so he's on a farm riding tractors, head rams. Him and Dre are on a steamroller. I forgot about the steamroller. Yeah, roller. and there's also just weird stuff. And then there's, of course, the club scene with the girls yeah. shaking their booties. Because <laughs> you always have room for that. <laughs> of course. You
0: have to do it. On this album, what do you like?
1: I think I like that song the best, too. There's another song with a Dre beat, Tala. Okay. I like that one, too. And there's another one with a that I like. Better stay, of up course. In, better stay up in your house. <laughs> <laughs> they have that back and forth rhyme pattern yeah. that I also like too. There's a Khalees and a Mary J feature. I, I like past the Cavassier part two better than part one. Okay. Sidebar. There's a lot of things that I learned through listening to rap music or okay. at least learn how to pronounce properly like and is one of them yeah <laughs> and also i learned about what baguettes were because of little kim and not talking about like a baguette i was like oh <laughs> baguettes as in diamonds <laughs> <laughs> but i would say break your neck okay that's the one i like the
0: best yeah that's my favorite one on the album and probably one of my favorite Busta rhyme songs in mm-hmm. all of his catalog. Uh, He followed that one up with the It Ain't Safe No More album, keeping the theme of album titles with doom and gloom. (laughs) There's not too many songs on this one that I like either. So it kind of took a nosedive like the album before Genesis, but make it clap with. Sean Paul.
1: Who was everywhere in 2002. who's yeah,
0: was all over the place. And a Turn Me Up Some are my two favorites on this album.
1: I think I mostly, like, make a clap. Like, I think that's a song I only really want to hear in the club. I'm not going to listen to it at home because it's, yeah. it's kind of fun. You get to do the little clap, 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 clap. clap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you don't want to be in the shower clapping to make a clap.
1: Nope, but when you're in the club it's like a group event you can do yeah. together. But at home it doesn't really have no, the same not feel. A,
0: not at all. <laughs> yeah, so this album I really didn't spend too much time with
1: yeah this one is definitely one where you should revisit the video not the remix but there's a church scene with him playing pastor with jerry curl (laughs) which you will probably want to revisit (laughs) and the i know what you want with mariah carey just a throwback to how we used to dress these giant sweatsuits that they're wearing (laughs) oh yeah the ones that you got rid of before you moved here. Oh,
0: I don't miss those. Your triple XL
1: Sean John velours <laughs> sweatsuits.
0: Yeah, man, I had all of them, every color: gray, red, white.
1: I think you should have kept them.
0: I don't. <laughs> I certainly don't I saw a picture of me in a gray one Not too long ago And oh boy it's so big
1: Well I had an Echo Black velour catsuit
0: I have no words (laughs) I've got nothing to say to that I thought
1: it was so cute
0: I I can't say anything You can't
1: because you had the triple XL Sean John velour switch. Those pants
0: could probably fit (laughs) LeBron James Like right now Yeah, they were way too big, and I'm embarrassed that I wore them. It was
1: of the time. It
0: was. (laughs) All right, so moving on to his next album, he had been doing albums every single year up until this point, Mm -hmm. up until... Dr. Dre came into his life
1: (laughs) and was like, you know, we could take a little time.
0: Yeah, because as we know, if you're working with Dr. Dre, it might come out in three years. It might come out in six years. He's a perfectionist. (laughs) You just never know. But because of that, in my opinion, this is his best album, The Big Bang, because basically what you said, it's not Busta Rhymes at 11. Mm -hmm. The entire time, other than Touch It. Which it, makes
1: sense for that song. Yeah,
0: for that song. And even, it's only half the song, too, Yeah, But for this album, Busta Rhymes is at about a seven.
1: Yeah, that's the level i like him at.
0: That's the, the level that you can tolerate Busta Rhymes for a full album. Yeah. And for that reason, I think it's his best album. Sonically, it sounds the best because Dre... If you are a rapper or singer, whatever, and you want your album to sound good, even if Dre doesn't produce the beat, let him mix it because it's going to sound great. So I would recommend that if any famous people are listening to this. <laughs> okay. Go work with Dre. Let him take three years off your life and give you something that sounds crisp and perfect.
1: Not Kanye, who will change your album the night before. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's not the same album you heard at your listening party yeah. the night before. But yeah, I love this album. The only problem with it, and it doesn't fit on the album, was I Love My Bitch. Mm. It's so out of place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It shouldn't have been on the album. And according to him, he didn't want it to be the first single. Dre didn't want it to be the first single. But Jimmy Ivey was like, you know what? This will be great. So because of Jimmy Ivey, that was the first single, and it kind of just slowed all momentum.
1: I don't even remember it now, even though I literally just listened to it today.
0: <laughs> it's not memorable. It, it would be OK. If it wasn't on this album. Okay. Like if it was on previous Buster Rhymes albums, it would kind of fit in, but sonically it sounds like nothing else on this album. And you got production from Eric Sermon, Dilla, hmm. Dr. Dre, Swiss Beats, Timbaland did a track on here, and then this random Will I Am song.
1: Oh, I think the reason why I don't remember it is because I was just kind of scrubbing through it just to Yeah, it.
0: it's so out of place. But that's the one song that's like, Ugh, why are you here? It's the the turd in the punch bowl.
1: <laughs> <Ew>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand it, but I love this album. And did you get a chance to listen to it?
1: Yeah. Well, in the notes that you gave me, this is the only one where you are like, listen to the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> the other ones you're like, okay, here's like a list of songs to focus on. This one you're like, just listen to the whole yeah. thing. I think overall I have more thumbs up in my notes <laughs> than any of the other albums. Touch It, of course, is my favorite, which is ironic because I was saying I don't like him at 11. Right. But this song makes sense. Yeah. Because he goes to 11 when the beat goes to 11. So yeah. you're, you're building up this climax, not just him ah, throughout the whole song. Right. <laughs> and then we had mentioned the remix in a previous episode because yes. this is where Brooklyn.
0: Of course He got Mary out here With her big hair <laughs>
1: So he had Mary And Brooklyn in the video Yes And of course My girl Rod Digger And Missy I could do without Lloyd Banks or Papoose But
0: Who I thought was Ronnie DeVoe <laughs> Yes When <laughs> I first saw I was like Why is Ronnie yeah. DeVoe here
1: It was mostly the ladies That were shining In the remix yeah. for me So that one was my favorite But overall There were a bunch of Other songs that I liked How we do it over here With Missy In the ghetto With Rick James <laughs> <laughs> coca With Marsha and um, I can't say her last name
0: Marsha ambrosius
1: and then the raekwon song and then i love latoya williams yeah she has a very unique voice and she was in a song on here too so yeah i mean the majority of it i enjoyed um the funny thing is that song new york shit even though he's from new york i didn't like it i don't think he fits with a more traditional new york sound
0: Yeah, because you're used to hearing him on these unorthodox beats. And that one was just really mellow. I like it, though, even though you got Swiss beats yelling all over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but overall, I think this one might be my favorite album.
0: It's definitely mine. My favorite song on it is Go with Raekwon. It's produced by Eric Sermon, co-produced by Dr. Dre. And I would like to have heard it before Dre got his hands on it, because I'm curious as to how things sound before dre touches like you listen to that song and you can kind of tell that the, the piano and the bass line is dre and the drums is probably eric sermon but i would want to just hear it before andre got his hands yeah. on it because he has a very distinct sound yeah and yeah that's my favorite one on the album either that or you can't hold the torch with q-tip and your boy chauncey from black street yes i think we should do an episode on black street oh we're good it can be Christina's pick. Yes. (laughs) All right. The next album is Back On My Bullshit. Eh, It was okay. It wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great either. Uh, It had a a couple things on it that I like. Hustler's Anthem and I'm a go. But A-Rab Money is the quote unquote winner on this one. Not because it's a good song, but because the hook is so ridiculous. They're literally chanting gibberish. In the original on the album version, mm-hmm. and when they got pushed back, they changed it. <laughs> and I don't know what Ron Browse is saying in the newer version, but it's less gibberish, and they don't say arab, it's "arab." how in the- is
1: arab any better than arab though
0: because someone told them that was the correct pronunciation uh-huh. so they went with that instead and then cleaned up the gibberish, but it's still dumb. I think-
1: <laughs> I was reading about this, and the album is banned in Dubai and stuff because reason. of them doing this Arab money stuff.
0: And the video is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: In Amago, he was saying Arab money, Chinese money, British Columbia money. I was like, <laughs> British Columbia <laughs> as in Canada? Like, you know, your dollar's worth more, right?
0: <laughs> or maybe he, he was talking British, comma Columbia. Probably not. Probably but- not. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've got nothing for that and then after that he released an EP Calm Down it was basically three versions of the same song right. one solo mm-hmm. one with Eminem and one with Everlast who he dug up from <laughs> knows where because I hadn't thought about Everlast in years yeah
1: well I mean it used that sample Jump that Jump Around used so it's only fitting to have yeah. Everlast on it if you're gonna do that right
0: <laughs> So if you would like to check that one out, feel free. It's not bad, but it's not anything great either. Mm. But it's worth listening to. And the most recent thing that he did, Extinction Level Event Part 2. So we're back to the tragedy. But at least this kind of makes sense because we were going through a pandemic when it came out. So at least all of his, there's only five years left. The world's coming to an end. Everything's messed up. Kind of, it fits now. (laughs) It only took 15 years for us to get here, but... This one I haven't really spent too much time with. I, I listened to it when it first came out and my favorite on it is the intro with Him and Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more that are typical Buster Rhyme songs like the Out of My Mind with El Bib DeVoe. That's a of Rhymes, while I'm going to the clubs and we going to party type song. So uh, he's got a couple of them on there. Okay. And then some that kind of bring it down to a level seven, like you and I both like him to be in. So the Master Fart Muhammad with Rick Ross, that's kind of a mellow one. And of course he does another song with Mariah. You got to go back to that. Well, when it works, yep. let's do it again. And when you want to turn it up, let's bring in M.O.P course q-tip's gonna be on everything that he does so that one was cool and i like the anderson pock record too
1: i just realized that i didn't listen to this album oh. i was i planned to come back to it and i forgot
0: <laughs> <laughs> because well. i was
1: like where's my notes but i remember <laughs> listening to some of it with you you were playing it in the car when yeah. we were going out somewhere so, I kind of remember bits and pieces of this one. Yeah, and then
0: there's the one that you would think would have been better. Mm-hmm. It's him and Kendrick Lamar and Michael Jackson. But it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But I say listen to it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it as far as the career of Buster Rhymes goes. Mm-hmm. So, my question for you is Has your image of Buster Rhymes changed? Now that you've actually taken time to sit With his discography
1: Not really because I always knew That I liked him but he just Wasn't someone I listened to regularly And listening to the albums hasn't Really changed that. Okay. I did discover That there are more songs that I like Yeah. But I also now Have an understanding of why I didn't listen to him Right. So I think it's helped me answer That question. Okay. (laughs) I think What might work for me is if I just put together a Buster Ryan's playlist for right. myself yeah. rather than try to go through his albums. So I think in that sense, I'll probably end up listening to him more if I curated. Right. But I think I feel the same way about him though.
0: Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. I wasn't trying to convert you or anything <laughs> with this episode. Yeah. I just figured it, we could give it a shot with something yeah. that I like that mm-hmm. you're not as keen on.
1: Right. Again, it's not like I didn't like him. Yeah. He's just not in my, you know, top five or right. whatever. But I understand why other people like him, including you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that said, do you have a suggestion for others who would be in the same boat as you?
1: I would say just give it a chance. Maybe you'll find that you like more than what was heard on the
0: radio. Yeah. Uh, So my suggestion would be the Big Bang album, because like you said, it's the Busta Rhymes at a 7 or 8 rather than 15. On a scale of 10. Yeah. So if you want to ease your way into Busta Rhymes with some good <laughs> production, start with the Big Bang. And as you said, give the previous albums a chance to because it's not all raw, raw, Dungeon Dragon <laughs> on every single song, which his singles would lead you to believe there's a lot of stuff that's just solid and mellow and uh, a different Busta Rhymes than you would expect from what you see on the, the videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Okay. So, would you like to guess what his highest charting song was on the Billboard Top 100? So, he had zero number one hits and seven top ten hits. Okay. So, he has one song that peaked at number two and two songs that peaked at number three. Can you guess?
0: I'm going to say it's something early, like peak MTV time, Buster Rhymes. So I'm going to say it's probably put your hands where my eyes can see.
1: Okay. You were wrong. Oh, okay. And just a reminder, the top 100 is the one that's not genre specific. Right. And little hint This includes songs he's featured on.
0: Okay, so features. He's got way too many.
1: Yeah, but think non-genre specific.
0: I'm trying. Which means usually
1: less (laughs) hip-hop.
0: Yeah, there's a lot, even with that, a lot to choose from. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea.
1: Okay, so the song that peaked at number two, which is his highest charting song in the top 100, was don't you with the pussycat dolls okay
0: (laughs) i can see that
1: yeah i can see that because i mean non-genre specific yes pussycat dolls is going to be there yeah which we have talked about this song many times because you like the don't you wish your well your man was swaths like yes sir mix a lot (laughs) yep
0: yeah that that song (laughs) has lived several lives but we'll talk about that another time yep Pussycat Dolls are not the original singers they of They are not. That's all. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then the two number threes is what's going to be with Janet, of course, more pop. And yeah, I one... was
0: going to guess that one.
1: Yeah, and I know what you want with Mariah Carey. Yeah, that would have been my ones. next
0: guess. But I figured that his solo stuff would have been higher just because it was all over MTV. Like the woo-ha and what's the other one? Put your hands where my eyes can see and yeah. dangerous. Those were always getting yeah. played. So I figured they would have been higher.
1: So... That's pretty much it for his music stuff. He did do a little bit of acting. I was looking at his IMDb, but the way they have it sorted, if you look under the acting category... see the videos Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't need to see all the music videos. Yeah. So I tried to skim it. I'm sure I missed a few things, but I remember him in Higher Learning and the Boondocks. So he played himself on Master of None, Fresh Off the Boat, and he was apparently on The Masked Singer as well.
0: I didn't know that. I know he was in... One of the Halloween movies that I do remember. He played the campus security guard or something. <laughs> okay. Um, what else was he in? He was in Strap with Your Man, Bo Keen Woodbine. Uh-huh. That's all I can think of. Oh, and he was also in the Rugrats movie. Okay. <laughs> he was the voice of <laughs> Reptar. Okay. <laughs> which, uh What's his name's dad made this toy yeah. and he was the voice of the toy. Okay.
1: I'm Reptar. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he he's done a couple of things outside of music, mm. but the music is what we know him for.
1: I mean, we know what his current work is because he just released an yeah, album. Basically, That would
0: be the, the most recent one. Extinction level event two. Yep. But yeah, I'm not sure what else he's working on after that. I'm thinking
1: if he released an album just last year. I mean, he might be currently working on something. Yeah. I probably wouldn't expect anything anytime soon. No, not at all.
0: (laughs) But I've got nothing else.
1: I think we did a good look into his, what, almost 30 year career? Yeah,
0: we're at like 31 year career. That's a long run.
1: It is. That's not even a young adult. <laughs> like you're fully an adult, yes, 31. with kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, we're going to leave you here. Thank you all for coming back. As always, we ask that you share what you've learned on this episode <laughs> with your friends and tell them to come check us out and listen to our previous episodes and get our numbers up because that's what we're all about here. getting these numbers up.
1: <laughs> that's what we're all about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily.
1: <laughs> we just want to get the numbers up, so yeah, we can continue this because we love it yeah.
0: we're on social media at troy podcast everywhere so that's twitter instagram black planet <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: my space is coming soon
1: no it's not black planet is real it <laughs> really
0: did
1: do that going back
0: to MySpace, not MySpace as well space. It not, it yeah up? it is <laughs> okay and i'm heading back to MySpace too so you can join us over there all right <laughs> <laughs> you can check us out at our website troypodcast.com There's more stuff coming there in the next couple months. So keep an eye on that. If you would like to hear a Buster Rhymes playlist that we've put together, you can search the title of this episode on Spotify or just put in Troy podcast and all of our playlists will come up for our previous episodes as well. Make sure to follow us on your podcast service of choice. So if that's Apple Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon—all the podcast sites. We're listed everywhere. Uh, is there anything else you would like to mention before we get out of here? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we will see you guys in about two weeks. Yipper. Until then, bye. Bye. Bye.